This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 574, how to sprinkle academic English into your conversations to sound smarter. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 16 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. On this show, you learn a lot of casual English expressions, but if you occasionally drop an academic word or phrase into your language, you will impress people and you might even sound smarter. Find out how to do it and what words to use today. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, Michelle, what's going on? Hey, Lindsay. Not too much. Not too much. How are you? Feeling very academic today. Oh, <laughs> academic. <laughs> academic. Yes, it's August 1st. Actually, no, just the opposite. I'm feeling like it's summertime and it's a good time to go out and enjoy and forget about academics because it's August 1st, big month. It's my birthday month, which is exciting oh, for me. Happy birthday. Yeah. Almost. Thank you. On Wednesday, actually, will be my birthday. Oh. Um, we'll talk about that on the show a little bit more. But Michelle, what do you have planned for the month of August? Uh, weddings. Uh, so yeah, I have, oh, I have a wedding. What else do I have? That's a big thing for right now. That's a big deal. Those are expensive too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. sure. (laughs) So are you anticipating using any kind of like academic language at these weddings, Michelle? Like, are they going to be casual or fancy? Are your friends kind of intellectual or are they kind of more, I don't know. What are, what are your friends like? Oh, my friends are super cool. Um, I mean, it's a bit, it's a, I mean, I would say, uh, they're, I, th- I would say we're a smart bunch, but I wouldn't say that yeah. we're like, uh, I mean, I don't know. We're casual. <laughs> yeah. You're casual. You're approachable, right? Yeah. We're smart. We're smart, but, uh, you know, but we're casual. Yeah. I don't know if that makes hum- sense. Hum- <laughs> no, that makes sense. I like, that's the best smart but also casual and approachable, kind of humble, maybe. I like the word yeah. humble in terms of yeah. personality. Yeah. I like that. How about that. you? How about your friends? Well, my I have some really smart friends, like, you know, but I think that I wouldn't be friends with them if they were snobby. So, it, yeah. you know, but it's good mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, I think it's good to be able to drop in some kind of more academic and smarter sounding words here and there because it does give us a sense of being respected. I do think that words can be quite powerful if we use them strategically. So that's what today's episode is about, actually. We had a student write in and ask us about the use of one phrase that sounds a little bit fancy, a little bit academic. So let's answer the question and then we'll expand on the topic a little bit of how to sound smart by dropping in smart words. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. okay. 
All right. Okay. So, Michelle, could you read Aaron's question? The student's name is Aaron. Okay. Could you read his question? Yes. Um, okay. he, here it goes. Thanks for your timely reply. A case in point was the degree of formality of the sentence, be at odds with. I came across one sentence containing the phrase in the uh, in the Economist magazine. Um, Mr. Sanders' attack was at, uh, I guess this is a quote, Mr. Sanders' attack was at odds with his vow not to engage in negative campaigning. I understand it means very different from uh, to have a conflict con- with. Um, mm-hmm. So my question is, would it be weird to use phrases like be at odds with in speaking situations, or am I allowed to use it occasionally when I am talking to others so as to sound intelligent? I have listened to your recent IELTS episode on the key to obtaining a seven or above score on IELTS on the IELTS speaking section, which is the ability to employ a wide range of words, including spoken words, idioms, and academic ones when you're speaking. So I wonder what kind of word, what kind of academic words I could occasionally use when I'm talking in English to add the variety as well as the uniqueness to the way I speak. I hope I have expressed myself clearly and look forward to and am looking forward to your reply. Merci beaucoup. Warm regards, Aaron. Thank you so much, Aaron. That's a great question. Very, really good question. I love this question. We have never gotten a question exactly like this before, but I love it. And first, I want to address the question about IELTS because I have a feeling that a lot of our listeners are taking IELTS. If you are taking IELTS now or in your future, guys, you need to right now put down what you're doing. Go and subscribe to IELTS Energy Podcast with me and Jessica Beck because you will get the best education you possibly can for the IELTS exam to get you ready. But Aaron is right. On the IELTS exam, especially in the speaking test, especially in part three, you do need to have a variety of academic and casual words. You need more casual words in part one, but in part three, you need the academic words. But in general, to get that seven or higher, you need to, as Aaron Aaron said very intelligently, he said to employ a variety, a range of words. It's not just academic and it's not just slang. You need to be able to do it all. Okay. And I think that that's a good metaphor for speaking for a good example. comparison. It's a good parallel for just speaking in general out in the world. We need a variety, right? Because we're going to change our register depending on who we're talking with, right? Right. Michelle, if you you go to this wedding this summer and maybe uh, someone's father is a professor, you want to change your register a little bit to sound a little smarter, right? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It changes depending on who you're talking to and how casual or formal the conversation is and, you know, also a job interview, things like that. And I think it's good to have, even if you're just talking to, you know, just in a casual space, having coffee with a friend, it's kind of fun to have these words in your back yeah. pocket. You know, it's yeah, kind of it fun. Is. You know, It's kind of fun. So, so let's answer Aaron's question more specifically. Let's first address the phrase to be at odds with. And then let's talk about a few others that, I mean, these are ones that I use. That's why I throw them, I threw them out there. Um, but these are good examples of what words more, a little bit more kind of academic, maybe more formal, fancy sounding words that you guys could throw into even casual conversations if you want. You know, it's mm. not it's not always going to make you sound snobby. Right. You know, it just depends on the way you deliver it. It also depends on your attitude. You know, snobbiness is not just a, a set of words. It's more an attitude. And we obviously want to stay away from that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Michelle, if you disagree with me, please, like, come out here and say it. You know, we can have a debate on on, on the radio, on the show, and that's All totally right. cool. Like, if anything you disagree with, just let us know, okay? Okay, okay. 
if you listen to All Ears English every day and sometimes you're not sure exactly what words you're hearing, or if you'd like to take your vocabulary to the next level using this show, you need the transcripts. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts to download your copy today. If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. Factor provides ready-to-eat meals right to your door. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. Okay. So the first phrase Aaron asked about is to be at odds with. Michelle, mm-hmm. do you do you ever use this or do you think this would be a good one to use in spoken in kind of conversation here and there to sprinkle in? Yeah, I think that people would say this. It's not like so so academic that, you know, you sound it's not going to be a sound snobby, you know what I mean? No, it's not. It's not. I think that this would be fine to use in spoken conversation. Mm-hmm. I see it more written. Um, here's an example. I think this was an example from possibly from one of the newspapers that I found. Blake's version of events was at odds with the official police mm. report. So that means what? It means like didn't that, agree with, like didn't line up. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like it because it's kind of descriptive language and it's useful. You know, it's it's good to be able to say things in different ways, not always repeating was different from. Or mm-hmm. didn't line up with. It's good to have another way to say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What's, an, what's another one, Michelle, that we could sprinkle in um, at a certain point and sounds to sound smarter? Basically, that's <laughs> what we're talking about. How to sound smarter strategically? <laughs> well, you uh, you could say in essence or essentially. Yeah, right. And, and this, this means actually, like, yeah. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead, Michelle. I was going to say this means, you know, in overall, in general, most importantly, right? Yeah. When do we use it? Um, it could be used at the end of a statement to summarize um, and stop speaking, right? So, okay, for example. Yes. For uh, example, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. How can I make sure I'm eating well? Well, Michelle, it's kind of complicated. I mean, you have to think about non-GMOs, organic, grass-fed, etc., 
essentially what you should do is just shop at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this actually came up this word on the IELTS exam. Actually, I think I said in essence, but they're similar and they're from the same root. Um, this would using the phrase in essence or essentially would be a nice way to close one of your speaking answers if you feel that your answer is getting too long on the IELTS exam, because it would immediately push your score up higher for vocabulary. Because on the IELTS exam, what you want to do is use words, use kind of different words that most ESL students don't use. Now, you have your typical list that your teacher gives you that of slang words. But the problem is, if you use those same ones, you're not going to get those extra points to move up to the seven, you'll just get the six. So so essentially is a word that I, I'm pretty sure most students are not using on the IELTS exam. That's a more native term. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good one to use. And it just sounds smart in conversation, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember very smart. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was I was growing up, uh, one of my two of my like closest friends ended up going to Princeton. And one of them and my friend, um, she started using this word essentially when she was like, in seventh grade, and she'd use it all the time. And I was like, what I would like turn my head super fast when she when she said it, I'd be like, what's she talking about? Essentially? Whoa, she sounds so smart. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she started using this word and she is a very smart girl. I mean, she went to Princeton and then she went to Harvard Business School. So anyways, guys. All right. That's wow. the first one. What's the next one, Michelle? What's another? Primarily. Primarily. Yeah. What does this mean? It means uh, <laughs> mostly for the most part, right? Yeah, for the most part. So, so ask me a question, Michelle, please. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, why are you taking this trip? Well, primarily, it's meant to be a vacation, but I'll also be working on a project. So for the most part, right? And just another way to say mostly. Right. I mean, because you think of primary, which means like first, right? So exactly. For, exactly. it's like most, right? Yeah, exactly. For the most part or most the number or mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. So let's just let's just choose like one more. I feel like I I wrote down too many of these. Let's choose one more, Michelle. Which one do you like of the ones mm. that I've written down here? I'm between mm, I like idiosyncrasies. <laughs> I like idiosyncrasies. Okay. okay. Is this one that you use, Michelle, or that someone in your life you've heard them use sometimes? Yeah, I think it's also fun. <laughs> I think yeah, it's the most fun win we have. Yeah, idiosyncratic. What does it mean? It's like a peculiar habit, right? Or a quirk or something like that. A mannerism, a quirk, a behavior, mm -hmm. or a, just it's kind of a behavior that doesn't seem to... It's just kind of strange, just quirky, right? Right. So you could say that the, the person is kind of idiosyncratic or they have idiosyncrasies. So mm -hmm. I like that. I mm -hmm. like that. Another yeah. interesting one, I, I had a friend from Brazil who was using this a lot and I was surprised that she, she knew the word. I mean, she was very, very fluent in English, but this is, you know, this is a word that's kind of a high level word that's again, good to sprinkle in there. And yeah, I was impressed when she used it. So, um, good one, good one. Can you think of any other words, Michelle, that like you like to use or that people in your life like to use that sound kind of smart? Oh gosh. Uh, off the top of my head. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any? Okay. And maybe then I'll think of some. Well, these are the ones that I... <laughs> oh, these were yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. That's so, yeah, okay. That's all right. No, that's okay. No problem. I mean, not gonna. I don't want to put you on the spot. It's just I, I didn't know if you had one you wanted to throw out there. But that's okay. So, so Michelle, what are some ways that we can kind of make sure that we're using this high-level vocabulary once in a while? We have to hear it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you might want to... You, you want to find smart people and listen to them. 
basically. Yeah. <laughs> and one cool way is by listening to podcasts, you know. Um, one podcast that I think is particularly smart is um, Krista Tippett's podcast called On Being. And it talks about uh, religion, about politics, about culture. She interviews a lot of interesting people and she just, you know, she talks at a high level, kind of an intellectual level. So if you tune into that podcast once a week, guys, you will pick up on these words. It's really just about who you're listening to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever watch the Rachel Maddow show? I have watched it. I have watched it. You like her? Yeah, I don't. I don't watch her too much, but I. I do like. I think she's quite smart, and mm-hmm. she would be another person that we could pick up on this language with for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. yeah. Where else could we pick up on it, Michelle? Well, maybe listen to President Obama. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think any, that any would President be a good one. Any president except for George Bush, <laughs> you know, any former presidents, you know, except for George Bush. That's my opinion. I, I, yeah, I'm going to come out there and say it, you know, <laughs> no one's okay. going to arrest me for saying that <laughs> no. in this country. We can say that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You can um, say it. I, and I, I'm sure our listeners would agree. I don't, I don't think that he was necessarily, I mean, he did go to Harvard, didn't he? Didn't, or Yale, I think both Harvard Business School and Yale undergrad, I believe. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was not a big fan of, Bush. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Obama is, is a very smart man and you could learn a lot just by listening to him speak, you know? Yeah, or, for sure. Of course, his speechwriters, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just remember, I love this quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So depending on how you want to speak... Those are the, you know, you're going to start to speak like the people you're around. I, I noticed that it just you do whether for better or for worse, you pick up the phrases, you know, if you hang around people that curse a lot, you're going to start to speak that way. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. So definitely, if you want to guys bump up your English language ability and start to use these academic phrases, you know, think about who are you listening to on a regular basis? Yeah. What are you around? Surround yourself with and and you can make choices with podcasts and, you know, YouTube these days. We have the choice to almost choose who we surround ourselves with. It's pretty cool. So make <laughs> the right choices, guys. And, you know, experiment with this. Try splashing in a few of these high level words and then combine that with a lot of the casual phrases that we teach you on this show. And you've got a very cool combination and a very cool English language that's all your own. You know, yeah. I love that idea. Right. Definitely. Very, very exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear what, what kinds of words you guys use and let us know, you know, if you can use any of these words and how they worked. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So guys, going over to get the transcripts from today, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts and download them today and let us know. Come back to the blog. Let us know what you thought of this episode, whether you liked it. Today's 574. Type that in the search bar at allearsenglish.com. Okay. Perfect. Let's finish it up for today. All right, Lindsay. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Okay. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.
the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.